We're going to be great. This is going to be an awesome episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Talking Through the Media's, your home for entertainment news and reviews by fans for fans. Remember to smash that like and subscribe button. Send us questions, send us comments, because we want to hear them. I'm Amy Newman, and joining me today is the ever-charming Mr. Chris Vega. Worked on it today this time. She was like, I got that ever-charming just sitting in the holster, just waiting for uh, for it. He's not going to top me with that enigmatic crap from last week. I can't believe that he beat me this time. I'm going to come up with something better next week, watch, than uh, the, the darling, the... The, the the super scientist, super califristalistic, I don't even know how to say that. Anyway, but all right, guys, hey, it's Chris. Yeah, that's right. I'm super jealous of Amy all the time. She's always destroying uh, me when it comes to, to everything on this show. Uh, but, you know, it's a competition. She makes me better. That's that's the whole point of it, right? But guys, <laughs> remember, stay active in the community. Send us those topics, you know, the ones that we want to read out to you on the the trending the we, why is this trending thing you know mail us at mail at t3medias.com so we can talk about it and if you want us to send us a comment you know that we can read on you know we got your mail yeah if you want you know just send it to us at t3medias on social media but before we begin i want to i've been told by the our sponsors to to plug make this plug happen that this show is officially being sponsored by uh, scrub caps and masks. No, scrub caps, mask, and more by Joy. I'm gonna have to put a little graphic in there uh, and whatnot because the the website uh, for all of you guys who are subscribed to the blog. If you've been to the website lately, you've seen a little little thing at the top. It's 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 my fiance. She makes she makes uh, scrub caps for nurses and whatnot in her spare time, and she's just selling a lot. Uh, and technically, it's what's keeping this uh, this channel afloat. So <laughs> I'm technically, she's technically sponsoring uh, the show. So there, I had to give a little plug. So if you guys are out there, if you're in the medical field, or if you just want to look like the cast of Grey's Anatomy with the mask and the, and the hat and everything and the scrubs, Go to uh, go to the link. I'll put it down below. Uh, let you guys get a, a a look at at that. Make a make your order. It goes to a good cause, you know, for um, for hospital you know, hospital caps and whatnot. So if you know somebody in the medical field and you want to get supplies for them, scrub caps and masks by Joy. Check it out. It's on Facebook. Uh, if you want to catch a podcast version of this episode, you can check it out on SoundCloud and iTunes. It'll be uh, later on uh, today after this episode airs. So check that out and uh, let's get right into the trending topics of the day. So why is that trending? That's uh, You didn't warn me we were doing that. I'm good. That's, that's Sorry. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm working on making that the, the official way to introduce it. Like, like we're going to start the, the show off with why is that true? I'm, I don't know. I'm thinking the whole live studio audience. Exactly. And exactly. I'm thinking about it, about doing it that way. So if you don't mind us reading uh, a, a long one, we're going to work on it together, guys. We're going to run down something that is trending. So, Amy, what is the first thing that's trending today? Pretty big news in uh, television. We have the list of the 2020 Emmy nominees because apparently the world is not quite that on fire. We're still going to give out some awards for some good TV. Uh, so for our 72nd 
annual Emmy Awards, which will be held in September. Uh, we have a couple of the big categories here for best comedy. We have Curb Your Enthusiasm, Dead to Me, The Good Place, Insecure, The Kaminsky Method, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Schitt's Creek, and What We Do in the Shadows. The only one that I know from, from that list is not in the, the Good Place and what else have I seen? The Marvelous Miss Maisel. That's the only one that I know of, so that's the one I'm going to probably be voting for. Wow. If, if I was a, a voting member. <laughs> you're I, like which, you're voting for the Emmys, right? Which, which I'm not, but uh, that's the I... only one that I know of. Which Any of those lists, uh, anyone from those lists that catch your eye? Uh, I am really glad to see what we do in the shadows. Uh, getting getting some love. It's phenomenal. It's I think it's one of the funniest, just kind of really sharp, really clever. I, you know, we'll see how it goes at the actual Emmys, but it's nice just to see stuff like that that I feel like is still a little bit in that underrated status, a little bit of the like hidden gem where occasionally right. you hear someone going, oh, you should check this out. Uh, it's nice. It's nice to feel like that's going to get a little more traction now if people may be checking it out. Um, well, Dead to Me feels like a weird, like, does Dead to Me feel like a drama to anyone else? Well, best comedy, but it, does, it is a drama, but it's, it is more funny to me than it is. It's weird to me that it's in the comedy category, well, the but Emmys, I guess know, that's fine. They, they jam things, but, uh, but you yeah, know, I mean, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, no surprises there. Oh yeah, it's good good place, always great. I, I feel like Shit's Creek has been sort of, it always surprises me how well it does at the Emmys and not because it's a great show, just because it is like, it's pop TV. It's like kind of silly, but like it is, it is a phenomenal show. So it's, it gives it's people nice an excuse to, to like, say shit. <laughs> that's, that's how i feel about it. i just think yeah feels feels like a nice even spread too of like a couple of couple of bigger um like you know tv things couple of streaming services mm -hmm. little little bit across the board seeing like fx and pop tv and hbo and you know little yeah. little bit of everything exactly. which i think is good. but no i agree with you with uh with that to me but yeah it's it's like 50 50 but i, I yeah. can see it being more comedy the I, comedy drama thing always feels like such an odd way to break it up two sides of the same coin maybe who knows That's well like yeah i don't know it's, it's, it's <laughs> odd to me well also being nominated that was my so you heard my voice crack for a second they're also being nominated for best drama uh we have better call saul from amc the crown netflix handmaid's tale from hulu killing eve the BBC America, uh, The Mandalorian, <laughs> Disney Plus, Ozark, Netflix, uh, Stranger Things, Netflix, and Succession, HBO. I mean, any of those since I got you giggling over it. I don't know what, what I uh, Real fast, I'm going to need to hear that authentic British accent one more time. <laughs> oh, the BBC? Oh, the BBC say. Uh, I, I got my little Cogni accent, governor. <laughs> Uh, you know I mean, I, I again, I, I love, uh, I feel like, maybe not underrated because it's a spinoff of a huge show, but like, I love Better Call Saul. I'm always glad oh, to yeah. see that get a nod. Right. Glad to see Stranger Things get a nod. I thought their last season was really fantastic. Uh, I feel like my gut instinct is probably going to, it will probably go to like The Handmaid's Tale or Killing Eve. Mm. Mandalorian could be a, a, a surprise. I don't Fun know. Life. I would say people loved that show it, and it, it was really good. But better but best drama, I'm gonna mm. have to say the Ozark. The ones you mentioned, yes, but if I was to give a top three, I would have to throw the Ozark in there because if, mm. if you haven't seen that, as far as drama but you know what? As much as I I, I hate to admit it, 
because uh, I mean, I'm not, I don't hate to admit that I'm a fan of it. It's I, I hate to admit that it's probably going to beat my pick. My pick is the Ozark, but don't sleep on the crown. I did uh, not know that the queen and the king had so much drama, man. Those I, I can't get enough of that show. I'm, I'm always my favorite. My the the best thing I like about that show is the is the drama within their uh, their marriage or that I have that, that I had no no idea about. I didn't. Uh, I know that they conceal it very well. They try to keep it out of the press, and I know the the queen doesn't like this show. She hasn't watched it and all that because it's like uh, those crazy Americans are, are getting all of our, our dirty laundry out there, and I love it. Oh, man, I love it. I was like, oh, queen, oh, my God, you better you better get your man. You better get, that's how, that's how I am when I watch that show. I'm like, Elizabeth, you better get your man because he acting a damn fool now. But uh, what else do we uh, have on this long rundown? Have, I was just talking to someone. I'm like, there's so many categories. Like the, the way the Emmys break it up, I'm just always like, wait, what is that even nominated for? We have best limited series, but it's a lot of stuff I would just think of as dramas uh little fires everywhere on hulu mrs america on fx unbelievable on netflix unorthodox on netflix and watchmen on hbo mm, i feel I like it's gonna go to watchmen right i haven't watched it yet so i, I but i feel like the buzz i've heard it just feels very it i mean all those nominations it, it, it probably is but yeah i think i think it might have been the leading i, I, I want to say it was the top i think nominated, or, or tied for it yeah usually a good a good sign true that uh, next one was uh best actress in a comedy uh christina applegate for dead to me see that makes uh more sense than uh drama right uh, uh, Rachel uh, Bronahan, Bron uh, Brosnahan, if I'm saying that right, the marvelous Miss Maisel. I loved her in uh, another series, but I'll get into that later. Uh, uh, Linda uh, Cardellini from Dead to Me. Uh, Tracy Ellis Rose, uh, Blackish. Uh, Catherine O'Hara, uh, Schitt's Creek. And Isa or Isa Ray, Isa Ray, uh, Insecure. Isa, is Isa Ray, right? I, I think I, it's Isa Ray, yeah. Isa Ray. Um, if I was to, you guess. know, see to me again, it's like I feel like Christina Applegate just does so much damn crying on that show. But she does so much crying, and then just an outburst of uh, of anger out of nowhere too. So it's just like it's so funny. So I don't know. I feel like this is marvelous, Mrs. Maisel's to lose. I don't know. That's just my feeling. Right she, well, she's won at least once. I want to say maybe a couple times. I feel like there might be a bit of the, I could see Catherine O'Hara getting it, just a bit of the like legacy award of like, she has had such an amazing comedy career and mm. she is so funny on Shit's Creek that it's just like a, I, I feel like it's one of those situations where it might turn into a, we should just give it to Catherine O'Hara for You're being right. Catherine O'Hara. It's 2020, you know, I mean, she deserves it. I will say I, I, that is a that's a pretty stacked category. It is very stacked, so I'm I'm looking forward to that. That's one of the categories I'm definitely looking forward to seeing. Uh, uh, and I wouldn't be surprised, no matter who the winner is on that one. Uh, yeah. What's the next category? We also, have? A, a solid category. We have best actor in a comedy: Anthony Anderson for Blackish, Don Cheadle in Black Monday, Ted Danson for The Good Place, Michael Douglas in The Kaminsky Method, Eugene Levy in Schitt's Creek, and Rami Youssef for Rami and again solid solid list um and then after that if i can get my uh graphics to to work properly the next category uh with, i believe we had what best actor 
is it didn't we already do that one best actress in a draw no best actress in a, in a drama. drama don't discount how many damn categories they, that they have exactly we have jennifer anderson and the morning show i need to check that out because i've been hearing good things uh, uh olivia coleman in the crown uh jody comer and killing eve laura lenny and ozark uh sandra O oh, killing eve and zendaya uh, euphoria um, that's a show that I definitely need to watch because everybody keeps telling me about it. Have you watched Euphoria? I have not. No. No, not even uh, too busy watching Killing Eve. <laughs> Honestly, I've been finishing up the last season of Better Call Saul, and that is one hill I'll die on of the two, Bob Odenkirk and I think her name's Rhea Seahorn. Mm -hmm. Both just kind of a little bit of a snub and I think they both deserve at least a nomination. They both do just some really phenomenal work on that show. Yeah, they do. And what was the last category that we, that I decided to list? We were not listening at all. <laughs> we got our best actor in a drama, Jason Bateman in Ozark, Sterling K. Brown for This Is Us, Steve Carell for The Morning Show, Brian Cox in Succession, Billy Porter in Pose and Jeremy Strong for Succession. That is um it's funny that i i did not i just realized that all that all that work i was doing with the lower thirds and i for some reason it did not pop up uh, uh again for some reason i'm gonna have to fix that graphic later i just get so mad at myself I just, i'm such a perfectionist but you know off subject right now <laughs> the uh best actor of the drama i don't know um I need to watch the morning show because I want to I want to see what Steve Carell is doing on that one. Mm -hmm. The only other one, the only one from this list that I've seen is Jason Bateman. Now, I can vouch for Jason Bateman, but I don't have anything else to to uh, compare it to because mm -hmm. I'm very curious about about all of them, except for This yeah. Is Us. It's just a show that I refuse to watch. I, I've heard how uh, how uh, tearjerkery it is. And I'm I just sad don't, enough anymore. I, I like, can't. I'm good. I, I think I think that whole thing is just I'm going to have to wait until uh, like the pandemic is over and all that and stuff. So I can maybe I can watch something like that. But after hearing a little bit about that, it's like it's just a show I can't I can't invest myself but into. Emotionally. I got to say, like I said, a, a good spread of sort of uh, your your standard TV channels and streaming services. I will say, I think I know there's been a lot of backlash in the past for just having, you know, a real lack of diversity mm -hmm. uh, in award nominees like the, you know, like Oscars, Emmys, that stuff. And I saw some stuff coming out that like, this is a more diverse year. It's funny though, but uh, let us know what you think about all the Emmy uh, categories and uh, who are you looking forward to? What shows are you rooting for out there? And do uh, we even care this year is like my other question. <laughs> Just, <laughs> who's like, oh boy, time to watch a bunch of actors Zoom in for the Emmy. Yeah, like, how are they gonna do this? You know what? That's what I should have researched. Like, how are they expecting to do the Emmys? Everybody's at home. Like, I want to thank the Academy for FedExing this award. Right. To me. The so, world's on fire, but you know, like, congrats, I guess. Spraying the award with Lysol. And, oh, thank you guys. I love you. You know, and uh, well. We'll just see how it goes. Guys, let us know what you guys think about that. And uh, we'll talk about it on We Got Your Mail. So, uh, Amy, what else is trending out there? Let's get through this. <laughs> well, uh, 
some exciting news uh, reported in the Houston Chronicle. Joe Rogan is moving to Texas in search of, quote, a little bit more freedom. Rogan announced the news of his relocation from Los Angeles to Texas Friday on his podcast, The Joe Rogan Experience. The move likely comes as little surprise to Rogan's fans, given that the popular comedian and commentator has previously hinted at relocating to the Lone Star State, according to The Hill. The 52-year-old, who is also a UFC commentator, reportedly stands to save millions of dollars in taxes due to the move. Rogan signed a deal in May with Spotify for more than $100 million to air his podcast exclusively on the streaming service beginning this September, according to the Wall Street Journal. Well, the deal would be subject to a 13.3% income tax rate in California. Texas forgoes individual income taxes, resulting in $13 million in tax breaks, Newsweek reported. Rogan retains ownership and editorial control of the Joe Rogan experience, which reportedly brought in $30 million in revenue in 2019 on YouTube, according to Newsweek. Rogan has not revealed where he will be based in Texas. Houston. He's coming to Houston. He's, he's dead. No, no, he's probably not. Pass him off to you. Yeah. Okay. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Bring it on, Rogan. You're going to have me on the show, right? No, no. Uh, it's, it's funny how, and I, I wish, I want, I wish this would have been a more entertaining kind of like a, an article like Joe Rogan decided to move to Texas and he's going to, and he's bringing his uh, zany old friends with him. It's going to be a good time. No, just like you don't want to pay taxes. It's just, yeah, it's, it's literally just, you know, I don't want to spend this much because I want to keep it. And I think Texas will do me a solid. So that's, hey, I mean, that's that's basically what it's all about. And it's kind of funny. So, I mean, I mean, it's true. The cost of living is just cheaper here. Um, there is a there's another actor that I watch. I mean, I'm a wrestling fan. His name is Miz. He's a, uh, he started on the real world, I believe, on MTV. And he always said, I'm going to be a wrestler. I'm going to be a big uh, time wrestler and stuff. And, and, and people were like, no, you're not. And he became a wrestler. And not only that, he's been doing it for about 20, almost 20 years. Never really been seriously injured. He's very good with his money, very smart. And he's had his fame go up and down. And now he's, he's been doing it so long, he's one of those fan favorites that uh, cannot be booed anymore. It's like even if good guy or bad guy, they love him. But the reason why I bring him up is because he has a reality show for him and his family and called Ms. and Mrs. And they did that. They were living in California in season one. They moved to Texas in season two. <laughs> and by the end of season two, we're, like, we're moving back to California because, you know, I mean, I guess that's, that's their lifestyle. But I'm like, the house that they had in L.A., was a very, very big, very nice house. And I can only imagine for probably half the money that they were spending on that house in, in, L, in L.A., they got an even bigger house in here in, uh, near uh, Austin. And I mean, I mean, like they call it uh, the the last name is Miz, his last name is he's the Miz. He calls himself the Miz. And I, Casa, he calls his house Casa La Miz. So I'm wondering if, if that's also part of it, you know, the tax break where he gets with his company, uh, getting away from, I guess, I don't know. It just feels yeah, like Yeah, I think cost of living such a big, uh, especially if you are established in the field you want to be in. I have a definite, like, I love LA. I love living in LA. But the cost of living. If I was established in the industry, I could see getting a part-time house somewhere else and just flying out when I needed to. People in the medical field uh, do it all the time. Um, yeah. tra was it called? Traveling nurses and whatnot. You can, if, if you're based out of uh, California and you go to work in another state that the cost of living is 
way cheaper, your pay doesn't go down to adjust for that. No, you're still getting paid like you're out of L.A. and you get to live, uh, you know, wherever. And um, I, I, I'm, um, I wish I, <laughs> I wish I had that ability because uh, even if I'm not mistaken, like I, what is the minimum wage in, in California right now? Uh, it depends on where you are exactly. I want to say LA County. It's been a while since I've done like a minimum wage job. I want to say, but not that long. Uh, I want to say 13 or 14 in LA County. I think it's. And then like, it, but like there'll be little like LA so bizarre because it's like I technically live in like Burbank right now, mm. which is its own. Uh, oh, it is. Yeah, it's 13 an hour right now. It'll go up to 14. And you get hazard pay for living in Burbank. <laughs> no. But I mean, the cost of living uh, in, in Texas has got to be a factor in it. I'm, I'm sure just not just the tax breaks. I'm wondering if if the the surroundings or if he if he thinks that that his for his maybe his audience is i don't know i always felt like joe he's Rogan, on spotify so it doesn't i think that's a big part of it of like you can do what you're doing from everywhere so yeah, why not it's not it's not going to affect anything but but the bottom dollar but i'm i'm i mean at first i always looked at joe rogan as to be like one of these guys who were was not really on the left or not really on the right but then more people are feeling like no he's leaning one uh, one i'm wondering if it's if this if if there's like changes or anything in his style or his or his delivery if it's really a i'm kind of over this la like way of living if there's a stereotype of what he's thinking about la or something like that i'm wondering if that's part of it he just really loves tex-mex maybe and just wants to live somewhere he can just have that i mean yeah time. i mean call me uh, joe let's we'll, we'll go to jack in a box i mean it's cool I mean, is, is that it, your text mix? No. Just like two for a dollar tacos? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean what's I, in those? I'm so scared to ask. Can someone please tell me in the comments? What, what's, in, what's in a, ta a jack in a box taco? Is it meat or is it not meat? I literally don't know. It's it's uh, it's grease that's been like pressed. There's into like a brown, <laughs> anyways. I'm get it. But if someone works at Jack in the Box and can tell me what that is, what that meat is called? Meaning. what is it it's not meat feels generous uh, <laughs> that said they're my favorite food and if i could eat i know taco bell's meat is uh, sawdust is one of the ingredients if, if i remember correctly and i'm not yeah, even joking fiber. about that it's 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 sawdust it's, <laughs> it's wood you're eating sawdust that's one of those the ingredients look it up it's true. It's a fact. Guys, let us know what you We're just ramp. We, I just had to force feed that Joe Rogan thing in there because I'm excited about it. Uh, it's another win for Texas. We're stealing it from, uh, from LA. So, you know. Joe Rogan really the win you're ready to hang your hat on? Not really. I mean, I mean, if he wants to have me on the show, I mean, that'd be great. <laughs> be good promotion for us. But I don't know what else to talk to him about except for the Chappelle show or something like that. What's Dave like? That's probably what I'd be saying the whole time. I don't have anything else to talk about. But let us know what you guys think. You guys excited? You over my fellow Houstonians, my fellow Texans, are you guys excited about it? How bummed are you guys out there in LA? You're losing a superstar. We're good. <laughs> let us know what you guys think. And we might talk about it on We Got Your Mail. So Amy, what is the next trending topic we have on the on the plate? Dave Franco is currently prepping to play Vanilla Ice in an upcoming biopic about the 90s rapper. The movie titled To the Extreme is, quote, inching closer and closer to pre-production, Franco said in an interview with Insider. 
What do you think about that? Can you not wait to see that movie? It's Are, definitely not someone I ever thought about like, ooh, I want to know the real story. Yeah. Oh, where, but, where, where did word to your mother really come from? <laughs> I guess it honestly just depends on tone. Like if it's kind of a little tongue in cheek, and I, I feel like almost like the I, Tanya route of like a little bit like oh, we yes. get why this is like more a more an, a, 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 an interesting person to make a biopic about than like, oh, I love this person. I have to know their story. And like Dave Franco is definitely kind of a fun casting choice. And I think he might have the chops to to make it sort of fun and interesting. But yeah, it would definitely just be like who's writing, who's directing, what's the tone. Uh, if they're if they make it fun, I think it could work. But no, if they it's take- going to be dark. It's going to be dark. If anybody knows anything about that one moment that uh, Ben Elias went through, and there's this dark moment in his career when um, producer of uh, oh, the former owner of Death Row Records, Suge Knight, uh, yeah, um, would yeah. uh, had that little encounter with him <laughs> to, to to get the rights to that Ice Ice Baby song. Uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, hung him upside down off a balcony to force his hand into giving him the rights to that song, or else they they threatened to kill him that day. So I mean, that's probably the only scene I'm going to be looking forward to. Like like now that Suge Knight is not. You a- don't see how that could just be like. Not like wacky funny, but like kind of a weird dark comedy. I don't think he thought it was funny. <laughs> no, I'm sure he didn't, but. If, if, if they decide to make that a wacky funny kind of a thing, I'll probably be taken out of it. Because Shook Knight was a scary dude. Oh, he absolutely so terrifying. I'm not. I'm, 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 but it's not the Suge Knight story. It's it, the Vanilla Ice story. But so. if they paint, but if he's the villain, like almost like the way the way Straight Outta Compton was was done. I mean, Suge Knight was one of the people considered like to be the antagonist. Uh, yeah. There was many antagonists in that film, but Suge Knight was one of them. I'm wondering if that's the route they're gonna go. How, <laughs> like his rise to fame, and then he bumps against and goes into that encounter, and then when he became a like a a joke, I guess, in the uh, in the industry. After, I mean, say what you want to say about Vanilla Ice. The, the dude could dance, man. That dude had some skills, man. I mean, I remember watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: The Secret of the Ooze, and that song, Ninja, Ninja, Rap. That was my jam, man. That was my jam. I'm telling you, I don't, I don't know. Have you ever seen a turtle get down? I mean, that's the that's the question that we all need needed answering that day. I'm just saying. Well, tell us in the comments if you've ever seen a turtle get down. That's right. Go ninja, go ninja, go. Okay, <laughs> we'll talk about it over. We got your mail. All right, what is the next trended topic of the day? Our last topic of the day. The Ellen DeGeneres show is under internal investigation by Warner Media following multiple allegations from former staffers, according to multiple reports. Reps for the Ellen DeGeneres show and Warner Brothers Television declined to comment when reached by EW, but a rep for DeGeneres uh, did not immediately return EW's request for comment. The investigation comes after a BuzzFeed news report featuring uh, one current and 10 former staffers who spoke anonymously about their experiences on set, which they described as a toxic work environment filled with racism, intimidation, and fear. Ellen, no. It was the way that article was written. Toxicity and uh, fear. The way it ended in fear. I was like... I mean, I've heard... (laughs) I've I feel like this has sort of been an open secret in Hollywood for a while now. That she's mean to people? 
yeah that she's she's I kind of Oprah or something like that like that mentality or something like that like you think well, and, and I feel like well because I've heard definitely heard that rumor but then I also feel like more what they were alleging in the article a lot of what was being discussed was less like Ellen was mean to me and more like I feel like someone was even saying in the BuzzFeed article if I remember correctly they were talking more about like I think she's just so sort of untouchable and they sort of like she doesn't know what's going on like in, oh you think in, it's more right, about just like protecting her and keeping her happy and the, it's the culture around her all of her, that's, uh, her yes I men. feel like that's kind of what they were saying her though yes I, I, like I, said, I have also heard she's difficult but I wonder if that's I mean I, I feel like it would be hard to be that famous and that sort of protected and in that kind of bubble without it affecting I just how you interact with with the, the little people. <laughs> I, I imagine an assistant named Glenn who gets chastised if Ellen's shoes accidentally go untie. And he's like, uh, Glenn? And, oh, yes, Mr. Jones, <laughs> just rushing to tie them real fast. <laughs> like, moron, <laughs> or something like that. No, I don't know. I, I, I mean, she, she comes off uh, so likable and whatnot. But, uh, you know, they, I mean, we, we do have precedents uh, of, of, of these things where People who are, are like monsters or whatever. And I'm not saying she's a monster, but just mean or difficult in real life um, are protected and so feared that um, people know about it. They talk about it and and they still, you know, protect that person and are afraid to uh, ruffle feathers. Not fe uh, and, um, I'm, and I'm not making the comparison. This is the only comparison I can think of off the top of my head, like Cosby. I'm not saying that, that she's as bad as, as he is, but the whole the, the whole thing about people kind of knowing that he was yeah. doing it and for for years still feeling like he was untouchable because no one well, was doing anything about it. And I do think there's a degree of like, she's not at that level. Not, so I think it's part of why it's been more like an open secret than like, we need to take her down. Right. And I think there has been even, you know, over the past like couple months, more of a, oh, we should listen to people saying, I feel like my race is uh, you know why I'm being treated differently at work why you know really listening to those experiences and, and trusting them and not going well are you sure it wasn't just so I feel like that's a big part of it is it's a lot of that like more like microaggressions and subtler stuff and like she's not pleasant but she's not a monster but now all of a sudden we're going well wait a minute why are we putting up with that and if people are saying there's an issue is, we should probably listen is Ellen stronger than cancel culture i think i think it is it could it be like that similar situation from the the cast of glee like um could a person could people be uh piping up a little bit more aggressively now because they feel emboldened like hey uh these move movements are happening now just like with the me too movement and now the black lives matters uh, movement now i'm not afraid to to shed lights uh, uh to this i don't care who it is now um, people, I feel like people will listen. Do you think that might be a little bit of what's uh, the combination of Me Too verse and and uh, and Black Lives Matter combined is probably giving people the uh, the strength they they need to to finally express how they uh, feel about it because Warner is there. Seems like they're taking it seriously and they're doing. Yeah. But but how? I mean. This show makes a lot of money. It's 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 very. She's a very powerful person and very loved by millions of people. How how do you think Warner Brothers will do on their own internal investigation of their of themselves in this? I kind feel of like if it goes like 
any of this stuff ever goes, they're going to throw an extra couple employees in there of like, you're here in charge of making sure our, you know, we're not acting inappropriately in this realm. And this person's in charge of making sure everyone's happy about this. And they're like, we solved the problems. Yeah, That's my, that's my guess of how that will go down. Uh, I feel like there's going to be a lot did, of non-disclosure agreements being signed. <laughs> yeah, this is all said and done. Uh, we did. Uh, well, like no one in the article was willing to use their name. I feel like oh, yeah. uh, they probably already signed. We them. did turn it uh, over to a vote too. Is this on the uh, Twitter page? I believe right. it, it was. Yeah. Asking, uh, do you believe there was toxicity on the set of the Ellen Show? And currently, eighty percent said yes. Twenty percent said no. They do not believe it. And that's right there. That's only in, in our little uh, vacuum of, of followers or subscribers who have um, who took the time to, to, to vote. I mean, it's already um, a landslide on the uh, I mean, I guess, like I said, based on what they've read, based on what they probably have heard before this all came. Uh, I mean, well, again, 80%. it's been kind of an open secret. Like there's no reason for 10 or 11 like random people to come out of the woodwork of like, I'm going to potentially shoot my career in the foot mm -hmm. to. And like a bunch of the people don't even work there anymore. So it's right. like, right. Uh, I do like to think the 20% was just Ellen DeGeneres and like Portia, just like making different Twitter accounts. Like, no. Yeah. And Glenn. <laughs> like, I'm finally going to be her. But, I but she, um, I don't know. I mean, maybe this will be, uh, do you, I, I wonder how this is going to affect the show and her moving forward. Because I mean, I, I enjoyed, uh, enjoyed her host, hosting like the Oscars and things like that. So yeah. I mean, if if she's guilty of this stuff, then I mean, then, then screw her, screw it, let let her go. I mean, but but if this is something that can be worked out and whatnot, I I I'm hopeful for that. If it's something that can be worked out, and uh, let it let it be worked out, because Ellen does do a lot of good things for uh, a lot of people. She brings light to and attention to a lot of uh, positive stuff. Yeah, and has done a lot of great. You know, just her her existing as sort of like a mainstream figurehead right. was huge for the LGBT community right. so so if, if if anything ellen if this is uh if this is a like a wake-up call or whatnot or to whatever the culture is going on in there if it's a if it's a wake-up call to fix it fix it because uh I, I mean this is not the time to be messing around with with cancer culture <laughs> out there uh but let us know guys what you think that the um the link to the twitter account where you can lend your voice if you believe um that in, in this uh the story that that it's happening or if you're one of the ones who are like no i don't maybe i don't maybe it's uh over a blown or it's not happening at all lend your voice let us know what you guys think uh overall like, like we said it's 80 20 uh th that yes it's it's uh believable uh, by some of you guys but it's going to be up for the next like seven days so uh let us know what you guys think and uh we'll probably talk about it again or we got your vote or or we got your mail uh, well, that for the for episode, what, 141, um, and I just realized I have to fix that graphic because it says one, <laughs> it says 140 still on there, so that's another thing I gotta fix. That's the show, guys. Uh, I want to uh, <laughs> thank you guys for watching. Uh, let us know what you thought about uh, everything. Did you like what you saw? Then support the channel any way you can. Become a subscriber. Send us a like. Send us those your questions and comments for us to, to read out on We Got Your Mail. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at T3Medias. Uh, I'm, I'm just your humble host here, Chris Fagan. You can always follow me on Twitter and Instagram, Chris Fagan 1980 on both of those accounts. I want to thank 
the enigmatic, the mysterious, the inevitable Amy Newman for uh, helping me out on, on this channel. Say, I told you I'd get, I, I get you. I'd, I'd knock you out with that. <laughs> with the, and let us know <laughs> the guys out there know where they can find you. Uh, thanks for having me, Chris. I am on Instagram at amy.n.newman and on Twitter at amy underscore n underscore Newman and in your mirror if you say my name three times with the lights off. Yep. She did it again. Found, found a way to, 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 I just got through watching The Ring and The Grudge versus The Grudge. I don't need this. <laughs> Violate, you know, stuff like that. I don't, I don't think that's ever happened to me. I don't think Good. any guy that I've been with has, has ever recapped. They'd be like, wow, that was amazing. <laughs> but... <laughs>